Oh damn, we're in trouble now. So yeah, so today when I was getting ready, um, I decided to finally start listening to Christmas music mm -hmm. because I just feel like, I don't know, I you know what, I know that we don't like really um, celebrate Christmas in the traditional way, but sometimes I feel like we go too far the other way. So I started listening to Christmas music this morning and it, it was it was fun and it made me dance and it made me think of um, snowmen. So then I'm like, oh, so let's go ahead while we're doing the podcast. I was at World Market the other day and I got these mince pies. Mm -hmm. Have you all ever had mince pies? Never. I don't even know what a mince pie is. Okay, so I watch the great British baking show all the time and they're always making mince pies. But I thought mince pies had meat. I don't know why. Meat mints, because it's called meat mince pies, right? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's mince, mince pies. pies. Yeah, luxury mince pies. Yeah. Well, they but I thought it, that they had. Yeah, because I thought that it was like mince meat. Mm -hmm. So you know, if you have the word meat in it, I'm gonna think there's meat. So when I was at World Market, I found these, and I'm like, hmm. So I read the ingredients. There's no meat, and it says right on the box that it tastes like Christmas. So I made some mint mince pies. Yeah, because it says I'm reading the back right now. It says whilst. Traditionally, fruit mince pies are served warm as a dessert with heavy cream or ice cream. They are oh. also delicious served at any time with tea or coffee. Look mm. at that. We're drinking we coffee. coffee. Now, do we need ice cream? No. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I yeah. don't, you know what? It's, you know what? it's um, somewhere around the world, it's ice cream time. If That's a good point. We can try it without the ice cream, but if you need ice cream. Well, it's just like your protein shakes that you had in the morning. Without <laughs> I don't think, th you know what? There's protein in ice cream, right? Nope. <laughs> There's dairy, right? Yeah. There is dairy and ice cream. Like correct. a drop of like a drop of dairy calcium. Okay, yeah, but calcium and protein are different. Yeah. All right, but for some reason, okay, then they shouldn't call it a protein shake if you're not going to put ice cream in. We're well, putting protein powder in it. Well, the, the proteins in the powder. Yeah, right, but they call it a shake. They should call it a protein drink. Well, you have to shake up the protein. You shake. have to shake up the protein. You, you, you know what? All my years at Swenson's Ice Cream Parlor. A shake had ice cream in it, so we can blame my youth for that Well, that's that just one. like this pie, right? So this is mincemeat pie, but it's not like, it's not an American pie. No, because it says, mince pies, perfectly baked, crumbly, buttery pastry, packed with plump, juicy vine fruits, <laughs> tangy peel, so and spices. Yeah, they, they failed on the marketing. Packed with plump and juicy vine fruits. So I'm guessing grapes. You want to try grapes? it? I'll try it. Robert, do you want to grab one? I already grabbed one. Okay. So just to kind of, Robert, are you going to have one? I don't want to. Well, you don't have to. I'm not going to force Christmas down your throat. That's all right. So just to kind of paint the picture, they come, they're like little itty bitty pies and they come in little itty bitty pipe can pins things. And they have a cute little Christmas decoration on top. And Brandon um, took his out of the pie. Is anybody else going to explain what they're doing but me? Well, no, I just you know, took it out of the little cup thing and now I'm just going to take a giant bite and see if oh, it tastes... I just ripped the head off my, my pie. All right, let's... Uh, oh. I got mostly fruit. Let's try <laughs> it. I don't know how to get it out of the uh, pan. It's not good. <laughs> it tastes like... You know, like when you go to the shoe store and they have those, like, those um, tights that you can put on your feet before you try to put your... your like if you don't have socks, they have those tights that you would like use to put on your feet before you try the new <laughs> Why shoe. Why do you know what that tastes like? Well, I was unsupervised as a child. 
Mm. But this tastes very similar to it. Now, I think it tastes like... What do you think, Bren? <coughs> I don't think it's bad. It's, it's kind of got like a, a lemony, zesty kind of taste to it. it I like the crust. Yeah, it, the crust is good. It's like if they were able to like... You know the smell of old people? If they were able to <laughs> bottle that into a food, this is what, well, old, maybe this is what ba- old people t- okay, smell like. That's, I'm, not, I'm not getting that, so maybe you got a bad one. Why don't you try a different one? I don't want to put it anywhere near my mouth again. <laughs> I didn't even. It got in my mouth for like thirty seconds. No, what, not even like that. Was like it 10 the seconds. texture? It was like I think. It, yeah, I think it was the consistency of it, and then the smell. And it wasn't like it wasn't how I pictured minced meat pie. To you be. know what's really interesting? You think of because like saying about like the consistency of it. Did you know that I will not touch a wet sponge in a wet sponge in the sink? Yeah, I know it's like your biggest pet peeve. It's like it's like just something about Brandon. You actually took a. We eat the top part. You didn't even eat any of the mincemeat. I took a bite out of it. Yeah, but I won't I like touch. The yeah, it's because the top's a sugar cookie. But I won't touch a wet sponge in the sink. Why? I don't know. It's just something about the consistency that triggers me. Just till it's like. Ooh. I can't touch um, styrofoam. Or cotton balls. Or cotton balls or wet towels or certain napkins. <laughs> what about you, Brendan? I can touch anything. Yeah, you don't really have like any phobias or weird the spiders. Things. That's fair though because I feel like that's not an unrealistic like... It's not that you're afraid of spiders. You just don't like them. Are you... That's a good point. You know? See, I don't like... I'm a little etched out on bugs in general because mm-hmm. they're very quiet and they just kind of like creep along. Yeah. Well, I think it's because you can't see their face, right? Mm, I don't know. It's just I don't. It, it's just something about like the creepy crawly kind of bug thing. It mm. just doesn't settle well with me. Now, Auntie Vicky had an intense phobia for spiders. Really? Oh my god! Yeah, it would. She would get so scared. It she would like freeze, and she was like such a badass. Mm-hmm. But that would just stop her right in her tracks. Hmm. And then Barboos was snakes. Yeah. I mean, she I feel like most old people don't like snakes though. <laughs> you don't like snakes. I don't mind snakes, but I don't. I don't dislike them. Yeah, because I was trying to think as like as a kid, I didn't have like any terrifying. Um, I mean, maybe as I'm older, I don't like bugs, mm-hmm. but uh, no. And but I'm talking about a phobia to where um, you, you have would to, like, like leave fre- the room. Yeah, you would yeah. freeze with fear, you, like kind of thing. Nothing. No, I mean unless someone pukes in the same room. Then other than that, but I think that's still normal. Yeah, I was gonna say that's pretty. I don't want to be in the same room. No. Okay, so. Now that you've had the mincemeat pie bread, does this taste like how you think Christmas would? No. What do you think? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no. What do you think Christmas would taste like? Chili and onion rings. <laughs> chili and onion rings? Chili and onion rings. Why? Because I've been having such a binge on chili okay, and onion rings. Okay, just because you've eaten them lately does not mean that reminds you of Christmas. Well, you ate them in December. That's a good point, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what Christmas would taste like. Probably Mama June. Mama June? Yeah. What do you mean by that? I don't know if I want to know. I think that's a Deadpool reference. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you watch a lot of TV. I watch no, I don't watch TV. I watch a lot of movies. Mm. Wow. What do you think Christmas would taste like, Robert? Um, wool and cinnamon. Mm. Yeah, that's a good. That's fair. Yeah. How See, you? I think mine would be like um, like that milkshake that you got for free from Chick Fil A. The mint one. Yeah. It was like a peppermint milkshake, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want any. And then I started drinking it. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. 
and then I got a stomach ache. You get a free milkshake from Chick Fil A? Well, yeah. So I go there and I get. How often do you go there? Uh, like once a week. Oh, okay. So I went there and I was like, hey, let me get my normal order. Two spicy chickens, two fries, one water. and <laughs> You uh, get all that? Yeah. And I eat it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a guy in front of us and I'm pretty sure he had like a coupon for two free or like two shakes, like buy one, get one free. Mm-hmm. But I don't think his coupon went through. So then I was up at the front and the dude was like, hey, we have a free uh, um, shake if you want it. I was like... I'm not going to say no to free shit. Yeah. So then I took it and I gave it to her and then she drinks like half of it and she's like, maybe I shouldn't have had that because now I'm hyper. Sh- yeah, there was a lot of sugar yeah. in there. It was good though. Yeah. So yeah. then I tortured Brandon for like two hours because I was on the sugar high. Yep. Because right. I don't eat a lot of sugar um, because when I quit drinking, I replaced alcohol with sugar. Mm-hmm. So I have to be really careful about the amount of sugar that I intake Yeah. Um, because it's like I just can't stop eating sugar once i start eating it so when i do eat it it's like bam it hits me mm. so yeah brandon got to enjoy that that was fun you live a colorful life why it's just well it, it, like like your day-to-day right so you wake up your cat harasses you yes <laughs> you drive to work <laughs> mom perfect. harasses you yes you get home the cat is there to harass you yes mom's texting you and harassing you yes and then you go to the gym and, and you, you harass him. i don't harass you i don't even talk to you you're a liar. When do I talk you to him? You hug him. He no, says you Brandon hug him at the gym. Brandon paints a very unfair narrative of me at the gym. Because he says, okay, so there's, I don't really like when people talk to me. And I, I've been, we've been going to the gym for what, like a year, a year and a half? Yeah. With, uh, with Des. And, and I don't really talk I've to anybody other too. than like Des and yeah, people we work out with. And, you know, I've got, I've made it very clear. And like people will try to like, people will talk to Des and I'll just walk away because I don't want to talk to anybody. And then they'll. Was it like what, last week? Well, the first day I come yeah. back, like no, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. This guy's talking to Des, and he, you know, he's one of those guys that walks around and talks to everybody all the time about everything. And he's talking to Des, and then I'm, I'm as I'm working out, he was like, "Oh yeah, this guy, blah 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 blah," because of his mustache. And I kind of like smile at him, and I keep working out, and Brandon gives me this smirk. Like, oh, bitch, you've lying. No, you're you're telling the wrong story right now. So we're Which doing. Story? Oh, you're talking about that one guy. Yeah, fuck that. Okay, dude, so no, I, no, 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 no. Let me tell this no, one right. because Robert completely forgot about it. But like, it was the first Monday back, so it was chest day, and like someone saw his brand new tattoo on his leg, yeah. and starts talking to him. And this is like the week after I he fucking to him said. In- Years. I don't. I don't care. Never talked to him. <laughs> I don't we care. work out. He works out with that other trainer, so we see him all the time. Yeah, but then he comes up and starts talking to you after you're like, "Oh yeah, nobody talks to me," or like, you know, I've been there for so long now. Nobody, everybody learns to not talk to me, and yada yada yada. And I'm just like, "You're a fucking liar." Yep. Yeah. Well, you know what? I have to tell you, um, working with Brandon ain't such a picnic sometimes either, because we actually had some new people come in uh, to the office next door. So now there's new people in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm just in there working away. And Brandon comes in. And he's like, motherfucker, there's new people on the floor. I just met him in the bathroom. No. People talk to you a lot in the No, dude, now. they didn't even talk to me. They're so, like, the two people I passed that were in the building are like, what do they look like? They're just bigger people. Oh, heavier set. Okay, people. I okay. guess you I got say. you. Remember when I was like, "Oh, as a verbal indication." Anywho, that I knew what you're t- okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they don't seem like. I mean, they just keep to themselves. Sure. That's just it. You know, there's nothing wrong with them. They just keep to themselves. But I was walking down the hallway, and there was a shorter person, and I fucking walked past them. Well, how short is shorter? Because you're well, six. I'm foot. six foot, so he's probably about like five seven, five eight. Okay, so average. Shorter person. Okay. And um, so he kind of walks by, and like 
usually like I nod my head, like say hello, you know, but then he just kind of like blankly looked past me and kept walking. I was like, that's cool. So then there's another guy who was in there and we were on the same P schedule. So I walked. What? Yeah, we're on the same P <laughs> schedule because like, he gets out of the door. The I guess yeah, so. He gets out of the door and then I come over. But like the thing is, is like usually if you see someone behind you, you know, you kind of push the door open a little bit more called common courtesy. Well, this fucking guy just barely pushed it enough for himself and walked through while I was still behind him. So the mm-hmm. door was shutting on me. Did he know, did he know you were going to go oh, back yeah. in with him? Yeah, because he saw me twice looking at him. Now was he, okay, so like, let me ask you this. Was he peeing or pooing? No, he was peeing. Okay. So like two times he fucking goes, barely opens up the door for himself and he knows that I'm behind him. So then he just fucking keeps walking, dude. And I'm like, it happened twice. And the first time I was like, that's dope. Yeah. Now, do you, hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you think that he like, maybe like did it and then like was worried that like, I don't oh, think he cared. You don't think so? I don't think How he old cared. Is he? Oh, he was about like 40, 50. Oh, okay. Yeah. He really didn't care. Yeah. No. Some weird stuff happens in our bathroom and I think it's just on our floor because I've gone up to the um, second floor or the third floor and it's a completely different vibe. It's so nice. Yeah. You should just start but, peeing up there, Brent. I don't want to upstairs. Yeah, I feel kind of bad. Sometimes I feel like I'm intruding on their paradise. I'm all like, you know, if somebody catches me in their bathroom, I'm like, I'm sorry, I snuck up from the second floor. Well, I was at the first floor bathroom. There's a lockdown. Do you know the password of that? Yeah. You know there's a shower in there? Yeah, Yeah, there's a shower in there. What's the password of that? I'll tell you you after. Yeah. Nobody's going to know the password. Nobody knows where you work. Yeah, they do. Where? Brandon's very famous. No, but it's just, okay. 1932? <laughs> Shut up. Is it really? <laughs> Shut up. No. He said ducks, chickens, and geese. That's such a weird password. Yeah. <laughs> um, so weird stuff happens in the ladies' room one, too, because I was in there going to the restroom, and I look, and there was a string cheese wrapper. I'm like, who eats string cheese while going to the bathroom? And it was such a weird thing. I had to actually text Tanya and make her come into the bathroom to look at it to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Yeah. I'm like, Tanya, who eats string cheese while they're going to the bathroom? And she's like, I don't know. So we laugh, like laughed for 15 minutes over that. So I, I always send her these little, like those little gif thingies, you know, the little moving emojis mm-hmm. um, of like a rat with cheese every time I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, meet me at the bathroom. And I'll have a, like a little rat holding Did, cheese. There's some guy who keeps talking on his phone in the bathroom. I do that. I can't do that. Really? Yeah. I don't care. I heard some lady taking a poop and talking on the phone. I do that too. Of course you of do. Of course you do. Well, you guys talk, call me. Everybody always calls me when I'm on the bathroom. Then That's because like, you're in the toilet. Or you're on the like, toilet it, for I'm so gonna, long. I'm not going to take more time out of my day to like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, it's called time management. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I personally think there's time and place. I actually, this is how weird, I'm not too sure if these ladies still work there or any not, but I heard a lady brushing her teeth in there. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, That's what people, people do in the bathroom. Like no, if, you go, if you travel it, it, internationally, people always shower and shave and take the, brush your teeth in the bathroom. Yeah, it's well, you know normal. what? Brushing your teeth at the sink in the bathroom, I can see that, but not in the stall. Maybe that she was like nervous or self-conscious. I don't know, but it's really hard to go to the bathroom and hear this. <laughs> Where would are, you spit it at? The toilet? The toilet yeah. So you yeah, just kind of like open up your legs a little bit more and then spit? <laughs> I don't think she's sitting on the toilet, Brandon. Oh, no. She was sitting on the toilet, Robert. I saw her feet. I had to look. Maybe so that's <laughs> why she's shunned into doing it in the stall. You know what? People are I, I finally figured out I was like a total bathroom bully because mm-hmm. I would like, um, I, I just disapprove of behavior like that. So uh, yeah, apparently people, they, they well, scatter when I come into the bathroom because they're doing inappropriate behavior. Well, I mean... <laughs> It's kind of appropriate, just wrong area. Yeah, you know, I don't have string cheese and brush your teeth while going to the bathroom. That's all I'm saying. 
Well, maybe she ate the string cheese before she sat down and just yeah. threw away maybe the wrapper. Maybe in her pocket. You know, I, didn't get to, I, don't, I don't believe it. String yeah. cheese is a very young person thing to eat. I don't like string cheese. I don't I even eat like string cheese. cheese. How often do you eat string cheese? All the time. Whenever, yeah. I eat There's a lot of cheese. string cheese at the office? Um, well, we used to have string cheese. Now we have like those little, like, little blocks. Mm. But I eat, the, like, I eat one every day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good source of protein. You okay. w- you will you you should eat more cheese. There's no protein in cheese. Okay, then there's it's a good source of calcium. There you go. <laughs> you know it's you know along with my protein shake with ice cream, I eat cheese. Mm. So, I came up with a new name for myself. Yes. Ooh, alter. Yeah. So, yeah, so well, now why did you why did you want to change? Because well, you were George what? You were I George something. I don't remember like George Schlackelmaker. That's right. I think. But then mm-hmm. it was just got too confusing, and then I came up with another name. But you guys said it was wrong. Yep. So I'm not even going to culturally s- inappropriate. It's Actually, not culturally is, is my words. Yep. yep. I, I'm, see, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say it. So see, what, the fact that okay, so the fact that you won't say it because you know it's culturally inappropriate. It's means because you guys are fucking means that it was probably not the right idea. How to name my it. name what? was what? Benny Ohana. There you go, and I got it from Benihana's because I was like, ooh, what if I put an O right there and it makes it fancier? Okay. So what is Benihana's for people who aren't too sure? Well, it's a, it's a Japanese um, restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my name is Benny Ohana. Oh, that makes it better. Yeah, yeah. but if we Googled Ohana and that's a Hawaiian term. Yeah. But you're not Hawaiian. Yeah. But yeah. So, I'm not, my name's not Benny. <laughs> so what is your name? What name did you settle on? So we came up with a name called Chet, Chet Norris. Chet Norris. Chet Norris is a plum farmer from Oklahoma who lives with his cat. Who's very nice. Who is not nice. (laughs) And uh, he lives in a rundown shack with some overalls and he has a friendly fox. A friendly fox. And made friends with foxes. What's his name? Uh, Hank. Okay. So now here's the question. When we start traveling, because we travel across the country. smell like plums. Oh, I love that. But when we travel across the country, because we travel together and solve mysteries, does um, your cat and Hank come with us? No, they guard the farm. Yeah, they watch the farm. Oh, okay. I used to have now, does a Hank talk? Is it Hank a talking fox? Only when I take acid. <laughs> yeah. I used to have a, um, in junior college, I had a history professor and he was from Texas. And he said that if you ever were in Texas and you wanted to make, you know, when you were visiting and you wanted to win over the, the locals like hearts, we'd always tell him the joke. And the joke would be, why doesn't Texas float into the Gulf of Mexico? And they go, why? Why? Because Oklahoma sucks. Because <laughs> th- there's a huge rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas. Oh, well, I just chose Oklahoma because I thought it was a cool name. That's, that's a great name. Yeah. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying not to be in, from Oklahoma. I'm just saying that Texans probably won't be super stoked. I'm from Wisconsin. So, okay, so Chet. So we're a trio of crime-solving um, people. I am Trixie Wants a Lot. Okay. I am the spunky, attractive widow who um, brings a little flair and um, a little bit of culture to our trio. Mm-hmm. Robert is Richard Butes. Richard Butes, who give us your backstory, Richard. I am from Montgomery, Alabama. There's a lot of Southerners in our group. See, well, I am Oklahoma's from, not from the South, though. It's the it, it's in the it's middle the of the, it's the Midwest. Do you want to know why Oklahoma has that little strip of land right above Texas? No. Oh, okay, cool. Well, no, I meant like why? Isn't it a panhandle? No, it's the thirty-six parallel. What is so it? What? It, it sounds like a science okay, fiction so movie. Okay, so before the Civil War, they had what's called the thirty-six parallel. So everything un- south of the thirty-six parallel was allowed to own slaves. Uh, everything north of that, they it was slavery was illegal. And Texas wanted to own slaves, so they gave Oklahoma like that little itty bitty slip. 
um, right above it. I don't want to be from Oklahoma anymore. Why? Oklahoma is anti-slavery. I like Oklahoma now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That's and why if, they're... And if you watch, all have not figured this one out, Robert is the one that went to college. Yeah. And yeah. he's a history buff. I didn't pay Brandon and I um, have great personalities. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the truth. Yeah. Okay. So, Richard. See? See how right above Texas, they have that little itty bitty line? That's so the 36 parallel. you're from Oklahoma. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. Oh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking Oklahoma. Okay. So you that Alabama oh, isn't the same. Damn, South. dude. Oklahoma is tiny. Mm-hmm. So you're from Alabama. Uh-huh. What else? I am an avid um, bell collector. Oh. I collect all. So you can ring the bell of shame. Mm-hmm. I know what hmm. Oklahoma looks like, but thank you. Oh, okay. So you can ring the bell of shame at Chet every yep. time. <laughs> every time Brandon does something. I'll just be following you around. Shame. <laughs> Shame. What? Shame. Well, because you, you do a lot of things that would require me to ring bells if shame at you. Well, I don't do anything. Really? Yeah. I'm just mm. a plum farmer. So, Richard, for some reason, I'm getting the, like, retired vibe from you. Are you retired? Um, yeah, involuntarily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? Well, they, I retired at an early age. Well, what did you do beforehand before you retired? Why did, I worked yeah. at the post office. Okay. So, but... you and. You you didn't voluntarily retired. Why were you forced into retirement? I wouldn't. I, I kept mixing work with pleasure, and I kept ringing my bells at work, and they said I have to leave. Oh, hmm. yeah. And Come Chet, and so we know you're a plum farmer, but you kind of give me like the younger kind of like run head first into every situation kind of you're, like you strike act me as, now. Think you think later kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, um, I was going to get married, and then I was like, hey, look at those are some nice plums. Where'd you make them at? Like, hey, Oklahoma. I was like, cool. And then I just left right there on the altar. You remind me of somebody who's like been off the grid all their life, and the only <laughs> thing they had to use for like entertainment was like 1930s reruns yeah, of like old programs. So you're like, you, you were culturally inappropriate, yeah. <laughs> but in 1930, you would, you would have you would been fine. Right in, exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. I told you I lived in a little shack with a talking fox and a. Only when I take acid. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. So I, I have, I'm good at chemistry. You are? Yeah. I make my own acid. Okay. <laughs> ring the bell. Ring Please the bell. ring the bell. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, no wonder my plums keep talking to me. Yeah. I hear strange voices. Now, why, what, what brought you to plums? Uh, they're purple. Okay. I like, <laughs> I like purple plums. Okay. Are they purple? They are purple. They are okay. purple. Okay. So we are, we're, we're kind of like all over the country. I mean, you're in Alabama, mm-hmm. you're in Oklahoma. I go between the West Coast and the East Coast because, you know, it all depends on what kind of vibe I want. So I'm thinking, you know, my husband who passed away was extremely wealthy. So I have a private jet. So whenever mysteries happen, I will come and fly and pick you all up so nobody has to drive because we would never get anywhere. Or, you know what, I have so much money, I fly us all to the same place and then we hire a car to drive us around. I like that. Well, I have a lot of underground tunnels. Because I get, I get bored. <laughs> you have so underground tunnels? Yes. So I make underground tunnels everywhere. For a living or yeah, for a hobby? Just for a hobby. Oh, okay. Yeah, I end up sometimes in Walmart when <laughs> they're closed. <laughs> Aren't you worried about like hitting like, you know, like water mains? That's like, why I have my fox with me. What? Hank. Hank sniffs it out. Sniffs out water veins? Yes. He knows. Okay. That's what I'm saying. He's, he, well, he did say that he was a very wise fox. He's a wise mm. fox. So well, I take now, him. does Hank and your cat get along? I mean, what's your cat's name? Pam. Oh my God. <laughs> Do Hank and Pam get along? Uh, on good days. Mm. Sometimes no. Sometimes I don't even get along with Pam. 
You never get along. I with never Pam. get along with Pam. Dude. That is she the biggest. Fucking... That's the biggest love hate relationship ever. Dude, it makes no sense. I sit there because she wants me to eat or she wants to eat, so I sit there with her, trying to you know be like, hey, look at you know, look at how friendly I am. I try to pet her. She dodges under my hand and moves out of my like reach. I try to go over, reach her more. She dodges under my hand when I try to pet her, and she goes out of reach. She comes back and she wraps around my back and she sits there because I can't see her. Mm. Like she is a see, fucking. She, oh no! The thing mean. is, is the thing is, is that she loves you. She really to does. an extent. She uses me. Well, no, and well, you, you're necessary. But you want <laughs> you want her to do what you want her to do, and she's more like, mm, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Want to be a friendly cat. Yeah, but also too, like that cat is you, though. You Most are the not. cat. I'm not the cat. Yes, what? you are. You are the, the human form of Pam. No, I'm not. You are. How? In every picture, you're yeah. glaring in the background. And you only want to do things that are convenient for you. Like, there'd be times like, Brandon, can you help me out? Mm. Mm, I got a lot going on. <laughs> I'm going to come sit today? over here and yeah. stare at you. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Or you're like, or you're like, I'm hungry. Feed me. I'm like, Brandon, you just ate. Mm. <laughs> I'm ready to be fed. No. Okay, yeah. That yes, like and that. I sometimes I think you get mad at her at the same traits you do. It's just going to prepare you for fatherhood. If I want kids, Brandon and I were look, we we're talking. We had breakfast burritos um, earlier today. Yeah, and we were doing the math, and we we're just looking through like all our friends groups. Yeah, and like most of the guys all have babies now. Oh yeah, I, and everybody but me and Arian. What about Chad? No, Chad. Chad? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, I think he's still like doing his steward stuff. No, he got he got laid off because of the pandemic. Oh shit! Yeah, so he's just up in Oregon with uh, with his family. Oh wow! But yeah, so me, Arian, and, and Chad. Hmm. Hmm. You're crazy. Yeah. You know, mentioning like, you know what? Yes. And because you mentioned that one thing about like you would ask help for Brandon and he'd be like, hmm, doesn't really work for me. I just don't know if I, I don't think Brandon would do that anymore. Um, it would depend. Brandon, would you, because I know like, um, before, you know, we were all sober, it was more like each man for themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, truthfully, I think Robert, if you needed Brandon, he would, I mean, I can't speak for you, Brandon, but I would think that you would do it. Wouldn't you do it? It depends on what it is. Brandon, I need a ride on your motorcycle to Target. I'd just give you a ride in my car. I'm afraid of cars. Well, I've never had a second passenger on the bike. You're going to learn today. And it looks like it's okay. Yeah. That's fine. I could see Robert just clutching onto your back. That's fine. It shouldn't be I don't, too much I guess, harder. No, I guess, I guess maybe I misspoke. Maybe you, you would help me. Yeah, because I mean... I, I don't think there's anything that I can think of that like you wouldn't be, you would say no on. Yeah, you're like, hey, help me with the Christmas lights. I was like, okay. Yeah, no, that was, a, that was a chore. No. Getting you... you would, no, I even told you. I was like, hey, oh, if yeah. you need help with it, let me know and I'll help you. Yeah, because so you were thinking... don't fucking pay me out to this okay, single okay. person. Yeah, 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 yeah. You okay. were thinking past Brandon. I was thinking past Brandon. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, Brandon was just, you know, I, and again, I can't speak for you, Brandon, but you were a little bit more like just, you know, you Leave were, me out of it. you were, yeah, you but were also a little too, bit more compartmentalized. Brandon kept his distance from us out of self-preservation though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, no, and this isn't like a, you are b- a no, bad, no, no, Brandon, no, no. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just well, bringing are. it, I'm just bringing it to the, I'm just bringing up to the point that, you know, we have a much better relationship now and I don't think that any one of us would leave somebody stranded if we needed each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no. what I'm saying. Back then, I was like, cool, you guys can go fucking do whatever you want. I yeah. don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I'll just be over here doing myself. Yeah, you know, last night when I was um, picking up dinner, um, I saw one of the Grapevine buses, mm-hmm. and it brought back um, kind of just the memories of how far we've come. And they were pulling out of the, um, over there by the Embassy Suites. Mm-hmm. And I can remember being on the bus and um, 
hitting and we're trying to hit that light at Rancho California in Yanez and we could never make the light. And I just remember that horrible feeling in my stomach of like, Oh, somebody's going to get sick or, and it just, it kind of just brought back those memories. And for anybody who doesn't know, Robert, Brendan and I all used to host wine tours and um, we did that for a really long time. And it was a great, it was a great job. Um, it was like a second job for all of us. And it really, you know, it was really good um, to help us monetarily. But it really took a lot out of, it, it took a lot out of me, mm-hmm. you know. And then once I got sober, I found that I had no tolerance for people who were getting drunk on a bus. So that ended my career. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't get fired. I don't know. What, do you, what did you do that required you to get fired? I just didn't care enough to like... Yeah, but you were entertaining. I was and, very and entertaining. And at the end of the day, that's all that mattered. No, that's a good point. I just like to get people drunk. Yeah. And it was the funnest thing in the world. I remember I used to really stress me out in the beginning of the career where like we'd be late or like somebody like would did something and it would like, it would really weigh on me the whole day, if not like the day after. And then towards the end of the career, or just maybe just maybe when I got more comfortable or confident with myself, I'd be like, yeah, I don't care. Dude, I never had one person throw up on the bus. That's, oh, um, I did. I did. I never yeah. did. I had a lady pee on the bus. She peed right on her seat and then her boyfriend got mad at me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I did not just tell your girlfriend to do that. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't, there's a lot of creepy women. Yeah. But like. They became, they become very um, aggressive. Most of them were older. Yeah. But you know what? It's always, it was really weird. It was like, I could always tell the repressed people, the people who weren't really, you know, in their normal everyday lives, like being true to themselves. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as they got a little alcohol in them, they just was like, they were just insane. Yeah. But I used to do the same thing. I was going to say, I think they used the drinking as a crutch or like an excuse to kind of show their true maybe narrative or maybe just like let loose of their, or maybe, you know, maybe the alcohol was kind of um, made them relax, relax a little too much where they couldn't control their, um, their feelings. That's how I was because I was like, I was always at that brinking point of breaking. Mm -hmm. And um, anytime I got alcohol in me, it's, it's almost like my barrier um, weakened and it would just flood out and just like the most horrific See, I would re- I would repress all my emotions and all my feelings until I drank and then I couldn't control mm-hmm. them like I couldn't keep them hidden and then all of my emotions would splur out at once so I'd be cre- like angry happy sad and like you know depressed and everything like all in the same in yeah. the same exact moment see I just didn't care I mean you were, like, you were I mean if just from what I saw it seemed like um you had like a lot of anger built up and then when you would drink that would come out. Well, no, I mean, certain situations would make it come out, but I mean, I also smoked a lot of weed. So like I had more than just one crutch to let mm-hmm. everything out mm-hmm. like you guys, cause you guys kind of relied on alcohol. I yeah. went to different things besides yeah. alcohol. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't all come out at once. It was more like if something made me mad or if like a situation wasn't the best, then yeah, all my emotions would come out. But other than that, it was more like, Um, I just couldn't stop. I just, I wanted to get fucked up. Yeah. Now I know for myself that, I mean, since I'm sober, I have found different ways to, to monitor myself and to make sure that my emotions are, you know, I I guess I, I keep, I acknowledge them now and keep them healthier. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, do you have like an outlet that you use? I'd say working out. Yeah. Say masturbation. (laughs) Shame. 
just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but no, definitely working out has mm-hmm. been like, it, it always kind of helped me out. Um, other than that, not really. I just kind of like sit there. I think about what makes me mad and then I get over it. You yeah. know, it's like, I would rather get over the emotion than have it sit there and brew and make me even more mad or more sad yeah. or more depressed, yada, yada, yada. Well, but, that too, but you took away your your crutch to like, oh, I won't think about this. You know, like you're, you're suppressant, right? So like mm-hmm. if you're upset or, you know, you're thinking about something, you were just like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to drink or I'm going to go smoke and then I won't have to think about it anymore. So like it forces you to to address the situation and then, you know, handle it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like even when I was smoking, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because like even with the exes, like the ones I moved in with, mm-hmm. it's just more like, yeah, I smoked a lot because it was just like, I just wasn't happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think that that's why we all had our crutches is because we were all fundamentally weren't happy with ourselves. And um, it was just, you know, that's what we used. And, and in thinking of that this morning, when you guys were um, heading to the gym, I did like a little editing on a video I'm working on. And um, I was looking back at my pictures of me when I was drinking and it's hard to look at. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, I mean, I will always have um, compassion for that person um, and a little, you know, and love and understanding, but it was really kind of eye-opening and it was really hard for, for me to look at those pictures of me because I looked so physically unhealthy and sad. And it was just like, wow, you know, it just amazes me sometimes I, 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 sometimes it's even hard for me to realize how far I've come. Yeah. I've done that. I mean, cause I'm, I'm going through some of my old photos to like re-edit just cause I, I haven't gone anywhere. And so I, I've been bored and wanted to re I wanted to edit something. So I've been looking at some of my old photos and there's photos of me when I'm still drinking and I just look, I just look, yeah, I just look sad. I don't have any. Um, I'll show I, you some photos of you. Yeah. When I was you drinking? Were, just in general. You were, yeah. um, smaller. Yeah. Oh, I just, I like, literally just saw one. Yeah, well, yeah, like, well I, but I didn't go to the gym. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's so weird because I probably weighed 10 pounds less than I do now. And I look like I weighed 30 pounds more. Yeah. Cause I was 145. Yeah. There's a picture of you. What? This is a picture of you at Jason's cabin. Let me see when you're done. Oh, with a beer in my <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah. Do I look so unhappy? I think I was drunk already. Yeah, probably. You know, I saw one of when we went to the Padres game for your mm-hmm. birthday mm-hmm. and you were not drinking, but Brandon and I were. I, I just, I think I was like six months sober. Yeah. Dude, that's hilarious. And I missed the hat. It's so. Catalina hat. We can see. go back to Catalina. Yeah, dude, that doesn't even look Actually, like Actually, it wouldn't be a bad no. idea. Let's go to Catalina. I'm down. You look kind of like one of those, just like an, an angry, drunk college guy. Well, okay. Yeah. But no, the one of the pictures I saw was when we were at the Padre game and you and I were both drinking and we were both smoking cigarettes and yep. um, Robert was sober. And I thought he was already drunk. Hmm? I thought, no, I think that was a different time. Probably yeah. A different time. And the pictures, you know, Robert, you were there and you were smiling, but you could see in your eyes, you were so just like, you, there was no little spark in your eyes. Yeah. And it was in it, you know, and again, I, I, I think on a really important note for recovery is that I don't look at it with like, um, like any sort of being angry at myself or I, I mean, I just, you know, it is what it is. I have compassion for that person and then I go forward. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's all you can do is to get over it is just have compassion to where you were instead of hate it. 
mm-hmm. or like you know oh i regret my decisions but it's like you can't regret your decisions if you already did it right mm-hmm. i mean yeah you can feel bad or you, you like the thing with like regret is just like it fucking kills you right? I know. you're just like oh my god I, I regret myself for doing this but it's like well you did it you made the choice of doing it mm-hmm. you know there was two choices one was to do it one was not to do it and you chose to do it but it's like you, i mean you have to live with the decision that you made and keep going. Like you yeah. can't regret anything because then you're going to just get into a pit of pretty much despair. Just like, Oh, I regret everything I've done. You know, like I used to regret a lot of shit I did, mm-hmm. but you I were can't. really hard on yourself. And well, I yeah. think that that kept you in that cycle of um, I did a lot of bad shit. Well, we all did. I mean, yeah. trust me, I was, we were, none of us were saints. No, nope. So I think about sometimes the things I've done and it puts a pit in my stomach sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of like. Yeah. But you know what the whole thing is, is like you talk, I mean, bringing up regret because I told you, um, because I have this one jacket, it's a really cool jacket from free people. And it's the last thing that Barbu ever bought me. And if you all are wondering who Barbu is, that's my mom. And, um, she bought that for me for my birthday. And, she um, went into the hospital actually on my birthday. If you're hot, you can turn off the fireplace. Yeah, and she, I, she actually went into the hospital on my birthday. And I got the jacket. And she's like, oh, you know, bring the jacket in. I'm like, it's August. It was hot. I was stressed. She was like just super sick. And I just made excuses. And I didn't bring in the jacket. And I never got to show it to her because she passed away. And... It's so weird because I love that jacket, but every time I wear that jacket, it's like I punch, it's like I have like a punch to the stomach and I have to just get over that because the only thing I'm doing is hurting myself, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's just one of those things where it's like, Brandon, you know what, even you just need somebody around you who loves you to just give you that constant reminder that the things that we do sometimes aren't the best things for ourselves. Like you're like, don't regret that because regret's horrible. So it's made me kind of rethink it and try to look at it in a different way. Yeah. I think about that sometimes. Like I think I I wish Barbu and Papa got to see, you know, who we are as people now versus like who we were when they were here. Well, I mean, you got to kind of think about it. They are seeing it. Oh, yeah. because they're gone. Like the thing is, like with like death and everything, mm. like they're not gone. Sure, I'm just. I meant like I. I would just like to see. Maybe it's more for me, but I would love to see their reaction on their face of who we are now. Well, and I, I, I get what you're saying, and I see that. But mm-hmm. I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is just like just know that they're happy. Yeah. Instead of just like oh, I wish they could see me, or like I wish that. But it's like just know that they're happy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, sometimes I think that uh, along that line because I'm like, I wonder if Papa, what Papa would think of me now because he never got to see me sober. Yeah. Barbu did. Um, but you know what? I can go all the I can keep going back and give you like, I wonder what my grandmother would have thought or mm-hmm. I wonder what Auntie Vicky would have thought. You know, at one point, the only thing that that becomes is detrimental to yourself. Yeah. And it kind of just keeps you in a little sense of like, you know, I think Papa would just want you to be proud of yourself and not worry about what he thought. Yeah, true. Yeah, because I think the last time I saw Papa, I don't, and I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think I came over high to pick up something, but mm. I knew he knew that I was high. Yeah, he knew everything. And mm. so I was just like, that's cool. Yeah. So then, like, I think that, I don't know if that was the last time I saw him or what, but like, yeah. I keep thinking about that. You know what? But I mean, truthfully, if it had bothered him, he would have said something. He would have fucking said I'm sure something. he understood too. Yeah, yeah. probably. 
Yeah. And yeah, that's just the whole thing. It's, it's like with Papa. I mean, I, the last memory I remember him with you all is we went to breakfast for Father's Day. And, and we went to Richie's and he always took the time to like walk with you guys, to talk with you guys. You know, he always just took that time. And you know what? I know my dad well enough that he would be more pissed over us belly aching over what he didn't get to see Mm -hmm. than us absolutely fucking enjoying what we do have. You know, that's just the way he was. He was, he just was not the whole, you know, don't have, don't be a pity party. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. God, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because it's like once you start, you know, throwing a pity party, then shit just kind of goes down. You're just like, oh, well. Well, it's, it's like, well, it's just like drinking, right? It gives you an excuse to not do something. Yeah. You know, you're like. Well, it's, it's, it, it's also too, it's, it's self-sabotage. Mm. It might not be as, you know, evident and as blaring as drinking, but if we just kind of keep that little sense of like pain of sadness over a shit we don't have, it's the same abuse, just a different style sure you know so that's the way i look at it yeah you know and but again it's we don't really get to pick and choose who who we i mean we pick and choose who we have in our life but Mm -hmm. we don't get to pick and choose who leaves us sometimes yeah you know well i mean everybody's a lesson you know everything is a lesson yeah you know that's just if if you kind of see it that way and like understand the the situations that came were just lessons instead of just taking it to heart mm-hmm. it kind of opens up your eyes differently it's like oh well you know i could have done this differently why did they do that you know why did they leave or what you know what happened but it's just more of like a lesson that's learned in each situation that you just kind of have to deal with yeah and it's how you look at each thing it's like robert with you um i'm really proud of you this week for making certain decisions you made. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I made, I made the choice to not go to Africa with everyone, um, due to just the travel restrictions and, you know, with, with the new variant going on with South Africa, it just like logistically, it didn't make sense. And not so much like, it's not that I, it's not that I'm a, like afraid of the coronavirus or, or like, I'd be afraid of like, contab- you know, getting, getting, sick or anything like that because i'm double vaccinated with my booster and i've already had covid so i'm probably the the most safe but it's logistically it's a nightmare right so like traveling to africa there's travel restriction in america i'd have to fly to like qatar and i don't even know if there's travel restrictions in qatar right now from south africa and then you know getting back in the states i would have to get a pcr vaccine uh, i would have to get tested in south africa a day before i leave to go back to america and in south africa it's it's difficult to there's no such thing as a rapid test right so the earliest you can get it back is like 12 to 14 hours so if like there's a really small window to kind of like get everything going and it just logistically it didn't make sense and you know it it was definitely it was a hard decision to make and i I, you know but the whole thing is robert is the way you started that sentence Mm -hmm. and i just want to bring this to your attention it's like you're like well i'm not scared of covid Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with being scared of covid well you know that's just the whole thing it's like hi here's there's a pandemic Mm -hmm. this disease is killing people um you know what it is perfectly okay to be like hey i don't want that again yeah because you and i have both had but i'm not but again i'm not but i'm not afraid of it logistically it, it would make it would it's just, it's a nightmare, right? So being stuck in Africa, if I did catch COVID, even though the symptoms may be mild or not as bad, I'd still have COVID in Africa and I'd still be stuck there for two weeks. Or if I, if I did get it and I brought it home, I could get almost, I you know, I could get you or Brandon sick. And so I'm weighing the pros and cons of going and not going. And I'm not, 
I'm not, like I said, I'm not scared or afraid of it, but I, logistically it doesn't make sense because I, there's more risk than reward. Right. But I, the thing I look at it is, is I'm really proud of you for choosing your safety mm. over, um, over anything. And, yeah. and that's a big thing for you because you've always been a people pleaser. Yeah. And I really, really want to go to Africa. So it's, it's been, you know, it's been, it was a, it's been a hard week. You know, I've been kind of burnt out and, you know, not going to Africa was, you know, kind of, it, it wasn't, it's not super awesome, but it's, it's the right choice, you know? Right. Now, are you burnt out just from the pandemic? Or are you burnt out just from having to make harder decisions? I mean, what, what is it that's um, burning you out? Just, I, I guess a little bit of everything. Um, I think I put a lot of, I, I put a lot of my eggs in, in the Africa basket. And now that that's not working out, I'm kind of just like left with nothing. And so I, I, maybe I should look at it more of like more of an opportunity to maybe take more photos across America or things like that. But it's more of just like, you know, I kind of not necessarily like put my life on hold, but you know, a lot of my decision-making I've made because of, you know, my traveling and my photography and things like that. And now that I didn't get to go to this trip, I'm kind of like, Oh dang. Yeah. But I mean, if one door closes, another one opens, yeah. so you just got to find the open door. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you know, I, 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 I there's, I love, I love Africa, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of bittersweet to like not go. Yeah. But well, it's mean, not it's bittersweet. It's just bitter. Yeah. But it's not like you're not going to go. No, I know. But then, you know, it got me thinking like shit, like, you know, this trip doesn't work out. You know, would I get invited to another one or would I go to another one or, you know, I, should, should I start looking for another job kind of thing? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're going to get invited back. I mean, you're the only one that does what you do. So yeah. why would they drop the one golden egg that they have? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's been rough, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then I be see again, just me on the outside looking in and being the mom to both of you. Um, right now, Robert, I feel like you're, you're kind of in a transitional crossroad Yeah, where you have to, unfortunately, you're going to have to make that decision as to what door you're going to go through, Yeah, but you got to keep moving. No. And that's, and that's definitely what I've kind of come to the conclusion of like, um, I, you know, like I, yeah, I'm, I kind of, I guess I would say I'm in, in a crossroad, mm-hmm. you know? It's time to make some weird choices. Not weird, but, you know, some, some life-changing choices. See, and some that, uncomfortable choices. Yeah, well, just, yeah, just, well, like they say, like, the most growth comes out of, like, getting out of your comfort zone. I'm just exactly. going to have to get out of my comfort zone and start making choices that would ultimately, in the long run, be best for me. Right. Yeah, you know. Because, I mean, you have this, you, you have this really, why is Liberty just well, she does this. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So you have this really unique um, life where you have, you could literally do anything you wanted. Mm-hmm. You have the type of job to where you could come here and you could work for a month yeah. and then you could travel for a month. Yeah. And then you could work for a month then you could travel for a month. I mean, you really are there. The only thing that's holding you back is you. The yeah. only thing that's holding you back is your your um, y- where you put yourself mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. And um, I would like to just give you the encouragement to, you know, maybe make some of those uncomfortable decisions and be like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Kind of like when you came up with that trip to go to Australia. Mm-hmm. That was your idea. You did it. You booked it. You planned it. And you did it. Yeah. You know, um, but life isn't going to come and knock on your door and ask you to live it. Yeah. You got to get out there and you got to just, you know, you have to seize the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that I've, you know, obviously like I've kind of come to the conclusion is just like, you know, life's not going to happen inside my room or inside my nope. house. And so I, like you say, I just got to maybe just start 
taking more of the initiative because a lot of the times it would be like oh you know we have this trip planned for this date you know yeah and then i wouldn't have to worry about it now i think i have to be more of the decision maker in, in making my own trips and going on my own because i mean you could do like i mean social media is it's so weird social media is so weird because no longer do you have to be sponsored or mm-hmm. um you don't have to have a network deal i mean between social media youtube you can start your own doc you, your own travel series yeah you know that's what kind of what i was thinking about doing maybe i'll maybe i'll rent a car and I mean, that's the problem is like i don't know how to drive in the snow so i'm gonna be kind of limited until spring Crazy enough, if you drive in the snow, you should get a front wheel drive. Really? Yeah. So all wheel drive. Yeah. So I was talking to some dude when I was selling cars, and again, I mean, I don't know if this is true, Mm -hmm. but he was like, "Yeah, no." He's like, "You know, I would rather have a front wheel drive car if I'm driving in the snow rather than an all wheel drive car because if it's all wheel drive, it's just gonna like say if you did lose traction, everything's gonna spin." And he said that. I mean, I don't know why he didn't want to have a rear wheel drive. But he was just like, yeah, front wheel drive in the snow. But that's just him. And I don't know if that's correct because yeah. I'm not in the snow enough. Yeah. But that's yeah. just what I heard. But here's the thing, though, Robert, is it's yeah. like there, we're in California. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of places that don't have snow. Yeah. So I, I'm not trying to push you on any direction by any means. The only thing I'm trying to do is just to tell you that when making these decisions, don't make it so hard and so specified that it's almost impossible to achieve. No, I don't. And I think what I I think what I had to do with, I think this week in particular is I really reevaluated my self-worth. And for the longest time I've come always you know, I've always been a photographer and a videographer, but I never really looked at it like my work was good or that my work was like anything that would stand out over the others. And I think, you know, this the, especially the past couple of days I've definitely kind of like reevaluated who I am as a person. And, and, you know, I really, really like a lot of my, you know, I've been going back and re-editing a lot of my photos and I really, really like a lot of my photos. And so I just need to take more. I didn't, I guess I need to have more confidence in myself. Yeah. I was going to say, because you're your own worst critic. Mm -hmm. And as far as, I mean, you always look at something and you always think it could be better. Yeah. Instead of just enjoying it for the beauty of what it is. You're always like, could have been better. Could have been this, could have been that. Instead of just being like, wow, you know what? I d- took this picture. It's beautiful. And I did the best job I could. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm a perfectionist, right? So, and I, I think that's really important though, is that there's, a, I'm never, I don't want to say I'm never satisfied, but there's always something that I can improve on. Well, I mean, that's also kind of a good trait too, because you're yeah. not just settling for just something. You yeah, want to strive for more. I always want to be the best. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think what it, and you know what I think it is too, is I think. I, and I know I can. I know I know I can be really, really good at photography or in videography. And I think because I'm not there yet, I don't start, kind of thing. Instead of taking the time and like learning and perfecting the craft, I'm like, oh, all right. And I think I kind of beat myself up. See, because here's the thing: is I am going to disagree with that statement of like perfectionism. Mm-hmm. The only thing that does is it, if you strive for perfection, mm-hmm. then you are always going to you're always going to be chained to that. You know what, what do I mean? You mean? Well, it's like okay, so let's just say, um, for example, let's just use a TikTok. Sure. If I critiqued and I was like, I can't post this unless I think it is absolutely perfect, mm-hmm. my content would be like down to one percent. Sure. I mean, sometimes I'm like, okay, this. I mean, and it's not like I just throw crappy content out there, mm-hmm. but I have to give myself the freedom of like, you know what? Um, I'm just going to put it out there kind of thing yeah but at the same time like it's nice to it's nice to want more out of 
out of but things. The, but I, I, again, you're, you're never going to reach that level of satisfaction with yourself because you're always going to move the bar. And I think what, that's, well, there's I, nothing wrong I, with that. I was going to say, I think that's perfectly fine. But you've never once been like, you know, I am, I, but that would be fine if you were fine. See what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like you always keep yourself under that level of, um, I could do better. Yeah. You know what? And the, here's the thing is, it's like, I mean, I could have more followers. I could have more um, um, people asking me to do stuff. I could I could do more. Yeah. But I'm really happy with what I am doing. Sure. And that's where the difference is. And that's where I'm trying to tell you. It's like, it, I wouldn't be nagging at you if you were satisfied with what you you're always reaching for more. That's all I'm trying to say. Sure. Again, but I'm saying that there's nothing wrong with wanting more. If you're happy with what you're doing. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're, you're missing the point of the difference between, you know what, just dropping in and being like, you know what, I'm really proud of myself. I'm really happy with where I'm at. I'm, I'm satisfied with where I'm with the quality of what I'm doing. Sure. But you know what, on my next picture, I'm going to edit it a little bit differently. But I mean, that's what he's doing now. So like he's seeing his work in like, I see both you guys' points, but Mm -hmm. that, you know, he's seeing that now. So he's seeing what he's doing and he's seeing what he can, you know, I guess make better, but he knows that what he's doing now is good like you know he sees his worth in his work right now but he wants to strive for a little bit better yeah. knowing that his work is already good yeah. so he just wants to better it just a little bit more and but uh, but when, when, but the thing is is that when he reaches that level but he's already reached it that's okay. the thing so he's already reached the point where he's like damn okay i have some good work you mm-hmm. know i know what i'm doing you know but i can do this a little bit better i could do this a little bit better you know and then it'll make the picture that much better he's not saying that his work is shit or he's not saying that his self-worth like that yeah you know like I'm not, it, it, yeah i'm not trying to find self-worth in my photos i'm just saying that as a photographer i feel like there's always you, you can always improve your image yeah and i and i 100 agree and i am not arguing that point where I'm trying to drive the point home is that a lot of times I see you not starting mm-hmm. because you are waiting for perfection. But he's just starting. So he's no, he, uh, mom, mom makes a good point because that does happen sometimes. Is that like, I, I, it's not so much that I'm waiting for perfection. It's I don't know where to start and I get overwhelmed mm. yes. because I see, I see the finish line, but I don't know how to even start and how to get there. And, it, and that's it, a valid, that's a valid thing. And what happens is, is that you see the finish line, you don't know how to get the journey, so you don't start the journey, and then you get really down on yourself, mm-hmm. and then you get like, um, you know, we call you sassy, or we call you this, or we call you that, but it's just, what I think it is, is that you being really frustrated with you not being able to to have that starting point. Yeah. And so it, it kind of like paints the bigger picture, and what I'm trying to... Um, what I'm trying to say is I, I just hope that you jump on that first rock to get there. And I'm going to tell you um, what I told my therapist when I first started um, going to a therapist. He asked me, he's like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, this is what I need from you. I said, I know where I'm at and I know where I want to be. And I envisioned it as a, um, like a shallow pool of water mm-hmm. and a real dark kind of water. And in the water, there were little like stones everywhere. And I told him, I said, I need you to help guide me as to which stone to jump on to get this forward motion to get to where I want to be. 
sometimes you have to, you take a path and that path doesn't work. So you have to jump back a little bit and take a different path. What I'm trying to encourage you to do is to just start jumping on those rocks to try to get to where you need to be. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what I kind of discovered this week is like Brandon was saying, and like you were saying is that it's, it's more of like, okay, like I, I realize that I'm a lot farther and where I'm at than, than what I gave myself credit to. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and again, and I don't mean to like, you know, focus in on you and everything That's like fine. that, Robert, yeah. but I mean, it's like, even as a kid, um, I would try to be like, you know, go down the ramp when we would go to the skate mm-hmm. park and you know what, you might fall and you might hurt yourself and you might not be able to do it, but I always just wanted you to try. Sure. Yeah, and sometimes it's, you know, and I remember sitting there screaming at you and yelling at you. Yeah, but at the same time, like, and I think maybe since childhood is I've always felt like an island. And like I, like you, you know, like I, if I couldn't figure it out myself, I couldn't, I didn't have anybody to to necessarily like show me the ropes kind of thing. Right. So I think a lot of it too is, is I don't start maybe because I don't have... I don't want to say guidance, but I don't, I don't know how to start kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think, you know, I, I don't have like an outlet or a, a medium to kind of like get influence from or inspiration from. So I kind of like have to get everything from myself and I can't figure it out for myself. Then I kind of get like in, not like necessarily like frustrated in my head, but I, 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 I just don't start. I kind of like freeze. Right. See, because I know that we've talked about this before and I still think it's a really cool idea, but, um, I think that you should do a travel vlog, if that's what it's called, Mm -hmm. um, as a kind of a diary to Papa, like kind of like travel and tell him your experiences because I know he, how inspirational he was to you, Yeah, you know, and maybe that will help you kind of like have that inspiration or that travel partner. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think a lot of people would be really interested in your journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I know there's that one YouTube guy who it's uh, his channel is um, Hey Dad, How Do I? Mm-hmm. And it's this guy who grew up without a dad and he didn't know, you know, he le- basically learned everything like handyman around the house. And so he made a YouTube channel that would um, help people who didn't, el- who else didn't have like that kind of like uh, inspirational like handy father around the house. So it's like, Hey dad, how do I, you know, relight the, the hot water heater or how do I, you know, um, fix a clogged toilet or things like that. It's actually really cool. Hmm. So Mm -hmm. if I did something like that, like, you know, like kind of like, instead of like talking to an audience, just talk to, talk to Papa. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Because I know like in past conversations with you, Robert, Mm -hmm. you always like say like, uh, like when you come back from Africa, how Mm -hmm. cool it would have been to sit down and tell Papa about, you know, about your trip. And that's something that he would have just eaten up and just wanted to hear every single detail of it. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that there's a whole world out there who would love to see the world through your eyes, you know? And it's a creative outlet. It is your outlet. Mm -hmm. And I can only tell you, Robert, I can only tell you I support you 100% one way or the other. But I know you can do it. Mm -hmm. And I know that you can go down that ramp at the skate park. And you have it in you Mm -hmm. to do it. I just really hope that you can, again, you can see your own self-worth the way that Brandon and I see you. Sure. 
Yeah, and I and I know I can, and I know I could. I just like I said, it, sometimes I get so overwhelmed in, in the starting block that like I I, it's almost like you know there's like that straight line, but the way I look at it, it's like I have vertigo and everything's spinning, and so I, I like stutter step and I don't know how to start. Yeah, and the only thing it's is like again, you just have to maybe start journaling more. Mm. Um, start like laying things out. I mean, Papa was the type where he had to write everything out, Sure, you know, and he had to plan everything to the T mm-hmm. and you have a lot of mannerisms of him. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that the way he did things would be maybe a good way for you to do things yeah, also. It's possible. And start just writing out like your plan. What you, I, what I think I, I, I have to do as well as baby step things. Mm-hmm. Like right, that's why I'm editing all my old photos. Cause I remember that I used to not like, I used to not edit um, because I didn't uh, like have any photos to take. And because I didn't know how to edit, I wouldn't go take photos because mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, well, I don't know how to edit. So I'm not going to take photos. And then some kind of like working ass backwards. So yep. now that I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting comfortable in one aspect, which would help me with my photography and because my photography is going to help with my editing. And it's, 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 I'm baby stepping it. Yeah. You know? But that's just the whole thing. It's just like the hardest step to take is the first step. Yeah. And, and I will, we all, learn things and we all do things at our own pace but just make sure that your little baby steps aren't taking you in circles no you know? no you, i don't think they are okay yeah you know you just have to inch forward you just just make sure that you're going forward and and with every step that you take forward i hope that you give yourself a new sense of um confidence mm-hmm. that you can do things that you put your mind to yeah you know, because I want to, like I said, I 100% support you mm-hmm. on any journey you take. I will 100% support you. Yeah. I think it's just more about just reevaluating your self-worth and kind of just jumping in. Yeah. Like when the last time you went to Africa and you ended up at the hotel room because um, you missed your yeah, flight because flight. of the test. I told you then that I really want you to be a driver mm-hmm. in your car of life and not just a passenger. Yeah. You have to jump in that driver's seat and you have to take control because your life is in your hands mm-hmm. and you are the only one who does have 100% control over the destiny and in your direction of life. Yeah. You know, and you too, Brandon, you're being very quiet. Well, because you guys are talking. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe we were eating more mince meat pies. No. <laughs> But yeah, and, and and I I hopefully Robert, you understand that, you know, um I do try to find the magic way to talk to you mm-hmm. um that doesn't trigger old memories or, you know, shut you down or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I am open anytime like if you ever want to discuss anything, mm-hmm. you know, just let me know. We'll go to Starbucks and we'll have a talk and Sure. You yeah. know. But I can't I can't peel back your brain and figure out what's in there unless you want to share it with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I said, I just think it's oftentimes I'm not, I kind of like have to figure out things myself before I can talk to others about it. And right now I'm still just in the, in the pre-planning phase, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, no. And again, I'm 100% here for you. I appreciate it. Are you here for me? Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to talk about anything? No. It's a nice shirt. Thanks. It's green. I got one just like it. I know. I know because I bought I bought that shirt in um, the Levi store in San Francisco, and I only saw the back. I didn't see the worm on the front, so I bought him the exact same shirt twice. Mm-hmm. So nice I think it's a nice shirt. My clothing is only because you have it already. 
At least you have clothing. It's true. I always offer to buy you clothes and you just never take it. Yeah. You know, you're like, I always say, hey, do you need anything? No. And then Brandon's like, yeah, I could use this. And so I buy it for Brandon. And you're like, now I know who your favorite is. It's the truth. It sounds about right. It's yeah. a no win situation. That's what that is. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's called being a mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see. We decided that since Brandon and I don't work on Christmas Eve, um, we're going to do a Christmas podcast yeah. and we're going to put it out on Christmas though, right? Yeah, it'll, it'll come out on Christmas. It will come out what on Christmas. That means we'll have to do another one though. What do you mean? Well, what day is Christmas? Um, Friday? No. Or Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, so we can do the Christmas podcast on Christmas Eve. Christmas is on on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, so we can um, we can do... The Christmas podcast on Friday, mm-hmm. put it out on, do we want to do that back to back? Or we could actually do it on Friday and put it out on Friday. We can just, we can do it Friday, put it out on, I'll schedule it for Christmas day. Yeah. And then that'll just be that week's episode. That works. Oh, okay. Cause it's, I mean, it's only really going to be what, two days early. Okay. So that's perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah, that works. And then for Christmas, did you guys want to go down to the beach? Yeah. Okay. You okay with you that? Know, I think, you know what, we've missed a couple of years either from high tide or rain Just or something. Year. No, we have. It's been two years since what we've had the, a bonfire. What was last year? Um, the first... Was it the rain? Mm, f- two years ago, it was the rain. Last year, it was um, high tide and COVID. And I think they had the beaches shut down, yeah, actually. I so. Yeah, I think they did. And so this year will be the first year in two years that we'll actually be able to go yeah. and have a bonfire. I think we should then. Okay. Yeah. And for everybody who's listening, if you don't know, um, we started this tradition um, when my mom was passing away mm-hmm. because she said that if she got out of the hospital, she only thing she wanted for Christmas was to set around a bonfire. Mm-hmm. And um, the easiest way for us to do that is to go down to Oceanside because they have the bonfire rings. And we typically just have a bonfire, some Starbucks, and we play a card game. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. You want to go surfing with me? No. Oh. Water's too cold. I think I might go surf for a little bit. Oh, when we go down? Yeah, if you guys want to start the fire, I'll surf for a little bit. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't done surfing. You haven't surfed in quite a while. Um, Last time I surfed was with Janae, and that was like a month ago. Yeah. Quite a while. Quite Quite a while. while. Yeah, I definitely like to start doing a little bit more. Now, do you, um, is surfing like a solo sport, or do you want to have somebody go with you? Um, It's both. Surfing with somebody else is always more fun, but surfing by yourself is is perfectly fine. Yeah. Because I don't really have anybody to surf with at the moment. I'll just sit there on the beach and watch you. Yeah? You don't want to go in the water? Remember that one time you went surfing with me? Yeah, and I went straight into the fucking... Yep, no, I'm cool. <laughs> what happened? Well, we go out and like Robert... Well, we were getting... We, I should have just started on the baby waves again just to kind of like get back into the rhythm oh, of man. it. But yeah. then I, I you go did all the way out to the eyeline. You did a Chet move. I was yeah. like, hey, Brandon, you want to start in the whitewash? No. Uh, well, I never whitewash. do anything, bitch. Like, well, you know, you never do anything that we... This is Brandon. We could tell you the easiest route to get to the where you need to be. And you're like, nope, hard route. Yep. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. been like that. I right. saw this Um, I saw this TikTok. And there's this guy running on a treadmill. And it was like a question. It was like, how do you learn? And the answer was the hard way. You learn the hard way. Always. Okay, so you you were chat so was surfing. Brandon was surfing, so I yeah. go out there and surf, and then um, we go all the way out to the lineup. And so we didn't even make it to the lineup. Oh, did we? really? Did no, we? We, I thought we did. Dude, oh, we okay. got far out there. Okay. And so the wave was coming up, and um, 
I think I went too far forward, and yep. then I just went straight nose in first, and then I started flipping around. And I was like, "Yep, cool, I'm I'm done with the water." Yep. And I, this is when I didn't even have a wetsuit on. No, you had a wetsuit. Really? No, no I didn't. No, I was like, oh, I was no, like, yeah, you didn't want to put on a wetsuit. Yeah, I didn't want to put on a wetsuit. And so you're cold. It was freezing. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna go sit so up on the pa- beach. So you paddled out, got beat Destroyed. up, and paddled right back. Yep. Well, it's hard, especially with, with what a lot of people don't realize is you kind of have to like the way you paddle, you have to like lift your chest up a little bit. And then as soon as you can feel the board kind of get like cocked in, that's when you stand up. And if you're too far forward, you have to be on the sweet spot of the board, right? So if you're too far forward, the nose will dig in and then you just get tumbled. That's what happened. If you're too far back, <laughs> you don't get enough like momentum and you just don't catch the wave. And so you have to find the sweet spot. But people who are learning, they're always, they're always so much farther on the board uh, forward that yeah. they end up just digging in and then just get tumbled. Well, remember when you first started, um, you wanted to learn how to surf. You went to the thrift store and you bought that wetsuit. That wetsuit. <laughs> and he puts it on in the middle of August. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, we didn't have an air conditioner at that time. And there was sand still in the wetsuit. From and the Robert, time before. From the time before from somebody who he didn't know who Yeah, Because I bought it for a dollar at an Escondido thrift store. Yeah. So it was some mystery person sand and he comes running downstairs because he's um, in a wetsuit that's too small with somebody else's sand and it's hot and he couldn't get out of the wetsuit. I'm sweating. And uh, the great mom I am, instead of helping him, I just laughed. So he got even more mm-hmm. sweaty and hot. And How did you ever finally get out of that thing? Just bit by bit, <laughs> one piece at a time. Why didn't you just take a shower? What? Like Why a cold shower. Yeah. Didn't do it by, when you're in panic mode? <laughs> It's like, you know, a raccoon that gets his head stuck in a jar. Yeah. He doesn't like, obviously he's not going to be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to, he's just like, I'm going to run around and scream and kick. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. You should come surfing with me one time. No. Okay. We well, should come watch me sometime. I, I, just, I just said that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe I'll start doing that on the weekends. Or just, you know, like go week, um, weekday mornings and just yeah. come into work late. You know, you have time. That's it just so I was, no, I, well, Brandon's not going to surf with me, so I'll just go by myself. Oh, I was going to say, if he wants to go watch you surf, he uh, can go in the morning. That's like two hours of driving to watch one dude. Yeah, I'm okay on that. Yeah. He could sit on the blanket and be like, there's Robert. Yeah, maybe. No. Yeah, yeah maybe I'll make that more of a New Year's, kind of like early New Year's resolution because it's almost the New Year soon. Yeah. And, like, and I can't go surfing anytime soon because it rained yesterday, two days ago. Mm-hmm. And it's going to rain again on Tuesday and you don't go in the water three days after the uh, rain. Because of the water, the because of the river pollution. Mm-hmm. So, so it rains on Tuesday. The earliest I can surf is Friday. Next yeah. Friday. Well, and then um, yeah. So on Christmas Day, just bring your surfboard, yeah. and you know, and that's just the whole thing, and that's what that whole day is about. Mm-hmm. Is just dropping in and doing, you know, and just being with with each other. Yeah. And I mean, I know that we spend a lot of time together because we work together and we do the podcast together. But this is more of just like a all work aside, mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, just a moment of just having a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe what we can do is um, then the following week for Christmas Eve or for New Year's Eve, yeah. we have that day off also. Oh, we do can you? do like a New Year's Day one. Yeah. Or like a hike. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. You should do a hike and then TikTok live while you go on a hike. Ooh. I could be like, <laughs> yeah. remember the first time that we went hiking after I got sober? Yeah. I thought I had to call in the airlift. Oh my God. Just I walk. saw a photo I, when I was looking through my photos. I saw that hike. Oh, did we took a picture on that hike. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like I had smoked and drank for the majority of my life. And that was right. It's just a couple of months after I got sober. I decided to go for March. a hike. 
So about a month after I got sober and literally walking from the parking lot to the trailhead, I was like, I need to set down. You're cramping. Your legs cramp- are already cramping. Yeah. We hadn't even gotten to the hike yet. But I told myself, I told myself if I could make it to the top, I could stay sober. If I could do that, if I could push past the pain, if I could push past everything, I could stay sober if I made it to the top. So I couldn't stop because mm-hmm. I had already mentally told myself that that was my my key to sobriety. So Robert, in his um, his fear of me dying on the trail, he was like, okay, we're at the top. There's a rock. And I'm like, that is not yeah, the top. The trail of the hike was called Suicide Rock. So you would go until you find you know, the suicide rock. And I kept lying to you and be like, that's it right there. And you're like, I can't die if I jumped off that. I would just sprang my ankle. Yeah. <laughs> but we kept going. Yeah. And then, um, you found it, Robert? No, I'm looking it, my photos are all jumbled up. So that's it's not fine. like in any chronological order. It's just going to be me all winded and bloated and mm-hmm. not looking very good. Yeah. So oh, here it is right here. Uh, May 25th, 2015. Really? Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's, I didn't, sometimes I forget how long I've been sober. This is you. Hold on, I'm going to look at this. I look very happy. And I'll my pants are incredibly tight. Yeah. I was just, <laughs> I remember that look. I remember because I was watching all the other people like walking around. I'm mm-hmm. like, their pants look more comfortable than mine. Yeah, you didn't. There was there, a lot of chafing lot of, going there on. There was a lot of, um, Poor decision making. I remember because when I quit drinking, I gained a bunch of weight. I gained probably, I don't know, 40 pounds. And I had a really cool pair of jeans that I like that I blew out my thigh area um, because I, you know, I gained some weight, but I kept wearing them and I wore them to San Francisco, but it was like my, my thigh was like pushing through and Robert, you saw that you're like, If you ever wear those pants with me in the same oh, spot, really? I will burn them. Really? Yeah. That's and I'm funny. all like, oh, okay, sorry. You're like, my bad. My bad. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So now my clothes fit and... Um, everyone's happy. And everyone's happy and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So how does everybody feel? Good. Yeah. Yeah? Want to hug it out? No. You guys, I think you should hug it out. No. no Brandon gave me a hug earlier this morning. Did he? You guys hug each other a lot. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Let's just call it a day and then you guys can get back to your hugging. Back to our hug fest. So, all right. As always, if you want to reach out to us or give us any messages, you can find us on Instagram. I am gray hair and tattoos. Brandon is I'm Gummy Bear Brandon and Robert is Robert Robert Pike Pike um, that's the easiest way to get a hold of us you can also email me at grayhairandtattoos at gmail.com we look forward to your comments and as always we appreciate you listening and until next week see you later guys bye